Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Knock it down! LeBron James, he made the one in the middle. That's all that matters. The Lakers move on. They win. So the Warriors now move on to the eighth seed game that they will play on Friday night. They will play the Grizzlies. That's a hell of a matchup if you think about it. Good morning from New York City. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, that's going to be a great matchup just of a young point guard against a, an older veteran point guard who can still obviously bring it. He had 37 in the loss. Oh, my Grizzly. For the Warriors. But Key, I had to yeah. laugh as we're watching some promos on ESPN2 as we're waiting to come back from the break. And there's an interview going on, and, and I, is it Mina Kimes who was doing it? That it was, uh, there was an interview happening. I think happening. it was Mina. Was it Mina? I think it, so. Yeah, it's for one of the specials we do. And it wasn't? It, it was not? I don't, I don't think that was Mina. Okay, I don't I mean, just it was somebody. Po- I, I didn't, yeah, it was somebody I doing the interview. I caught a corner yeah. of my eye real yeah. quick, but they were yeah. showing a Oh, no, play. it was Michelle Steele, I think. Was it Michelle Steele? I think. I, I think. Don't, yes. It was okay. Michelle, Michelle Steele. Steele. Yeah, Michelle I, I, Steele. I, whatever. I got you. We it was a yeah, quick interview. It's fine. But quick interview. Perry Baker, a rugby player. Yes. And you got, you were, you were curious about where he's from. He's from Florida. No, I said, I said he's American. Yeah. Jay said no. I didn't say no. I what just started laughing. Because you, you basically. You said, is that an American name? I said, I started no, I laughing. Said, no, I said it is an American name. I said he's, I said he's American. I said he's American. the U.S. national team. Yeah. Right? Talking I'm about like, the Olympics, it, getting ready I was for the watching Olympics. the highlights of him running. And but I'm you like, saw how fast he ran. Yeah, I'm like, somebody like, getting, getting ready to try to sign this dude. <laughs> yeah. He's running with a big old white football running down the field. But think about I'm it. I'm like, yeah, they get ready to sign this dude. Mm-hmm. But you see, like that's, they don't wear any pads, and no. they get wrecked. you got to be tough to play that sport. And he's got some speed, too, so no doubt about that. Yeah, they're going to be trying to sign him. And he's from Florida, too? Yep. Yeah, they get ready to go sign him. <laughs> right. Somebody. But what's, what's going to happen with the Warriors now? Obviously, you know, beating the Grizzlies to get the eighth seed, you know, for them, still what an accomplishment to beat for the Warriors when you consider uh, no Clay Thompson this year, and then Steph Curry had to will that team just to be in contention for a playoff spot this year, how well he's played, and Jay, Jay feels like he should be the MVP this year. Yes, absolutely. But what do we think of the Warriors, Jay, when Clay does come back? Next year, he's been out now. It's two years basically, but when he comes back after being out that long, do we put those expectations back on the Warriors to see if they can do it one more time? Depending upon how he comes back, but yes, I mean yes. You, you have who is the greatest shooter of all time? I ask you guys. Well, Steph, Curry. Steph, right? Yeah. Who do you think the second greatest shooter of it all would time would have to be Clay? Clay. It, well, Clay's up there if you want. If you want to say Reggie Miller, if you want to say Ray Allen. Clay right, is up yeah, there. And here's yeah. the thing you love about Clay. Five-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA third team. How about defense, too? Defensively, mm-hmm. yes. That, that's what makes him so different, a lockdown defender. So how he comes back off both those injuries, how he moves laterally will be a huge question. But, man, like this team is hovering around the seventh, eighth seed with just Steph Curry playing out of his mind. If you add Clay Thompson to that mix, the West seems like it's open. I mean, Phoenix – I don't know how, how much longer CP3 is going to play. Mm-hmm. Like Devin Booker, you, you hope he wants to stay there, but you don't know about that long term. LeBron is getting older. Yes, you got the you know Denver Nuggets with Jamal Murray and the way Jokic well, He's got to come back from an injury, okay, right? Okay, Clippers. Utah's not going anywhere. That's still Utah's very not young going core. To, Clippers and Kawhi, PG, okay, they'll be there. But, like, they're still trending towards getting a little bit older. Like, this is a – I mean, Steph and Clay are right there. Go, Golden State will certainly be talked about. They'll be right there. It, it, how Clay comes back will be key. I mean, that's really what it is. And, Physically, and, what he can – Yeah, you know, his if, ability he, if to he's move. able to still move around and do the things that he is, uh, is in the league to do, which is shoot the deep three, play defense, if he can do those things, then, yeah, 
I, I think that they will be in the mix. They got to probably make a, a couple adjustments along the way in terms of getting some help in certain spots, but they'll be in the mix for and sure. If they get bigs, and then what I like about that, Alan, is that it puts Andrew Wiggins, who's finished the year, he's finished strong. the year strong, yeah, right? Strong. But it doesn't make him like your second guy. Like Clay becomes your second guy, obviously, and then Wiggins becomes that ancillary. It's extra. Or you can use Wiggins or Ubre to flip for a bigger yeah, piece. I see, I think I think that's or what James happens. James Wiseman, if you want to keep Wiseman, I how think do you, you play stop that? being a young team and you take some of those assets. You go all in, and you one more time. All I in. Mean, I, I really feel like that would be the better way to go because Wiggins now towards the end of that contract, which is a huge contract for him that he got from Minnesota. Uh, you can do that and find yourself another one of those vets that wants to be part of making a run because. You know, they're so their big three would still be there with Draymond Green, who we know is a defender and does all the other stuff, but you don't expect a lot of scoring out of him. And I would think too, what what Kevin Durant showed us this year is that Clay from the from the Achilles can come back and still be very effective. Bless you. Thank you. He, very effective because I, I don't believe the one thing that doesn't age is shooting. But it's also it was also the knee. It's the knee. Yeah, the knee and was first, but so, that's so long ago. ACL got to be able to elevate can't. when you shoot. You can't. Everything can't be flat. So here's the thing. Yeah, the knee was long ago, but like it, there is something called the cumulative effect in sports, okay. right? So the longer you play, at what age you are, having one injury after another, like your body does compensate, and that's the thing that you kind of you worry about for the fact how much Clay runs and how much he moves laterally, considering he's a great lockdown defender. Like, that's a question you and have for from, him. And from Fair. a shooter standpoint, it's body placement, landing, all that sort of stuff. He's got to elevate, and he's got to be able to place the well, ball. Well, the, the, base, yeah, the, the base, base of shooting is your yeah. – yeah, that's the most important part, your legs, of course. But I, I thought watching Durant and how much time he took off to make sure he'd be right and seeing that him come back and play just – incredible he's dealt with some injuries this year though a little bit the hamstring little issue they had sat out for a while yeah like, well you imagine that when play does and, come back and, i don't and, think he's gonna play back to back and you got no. and you are you gonna be mad about, about load managing for clay are you gonna be mad are you gonna be mad about load managing for him is, was is i mad about load managing are you gonna be mad about load managing i mean you're mad about load managing yes i mean you're mad about load managing in general yes i don't like when you sit out just to sit out i don't think rest is a reason to sit out so I think if you're Clay, injured and you're managing in. the injury because you're coming back from something, you can't be expected to play all the time. That's a completely different story than back to back. Yeah, I'm not. So why why would game. you get mad about for Kawhi? I mean, Kawhi is the one example of low managing. He's based off injuries. He's, he's been had. doing it for like eight years. It's like he's got had injuries for eight hurt, years. Always hurt. He's always hurt. constantly hurt. Never helped. Joel Embiid always hurt. But he played a ton this year until he got hurt. He played a ton. It was the first time he was carrying those kind of minutes. You're going to get don't, hurt. Don't in bring me into this conversation. You're going to get again. hurt in professional sports. You guys sports. always try to make me the bad guy. I'm, not I'm the right guy when it comes guy. to this one. It, what I'm saying has nothing to do with, with the injury. With the, injury is a different story, especially coming back from something like this. You can't expect him to go 100 well, right he, out of the he, gate. But everybody keeps talking about the latest injury. Like Jay said, he has two. He was still rehabbing. But you're, you almost like the knee is a bigger concern for but you. But he than was the still rehabbing the no. knee. Yeah, I know. When he hurt the. Well, he was close he was still, to coming back. You know, right. But he still was rehabbing. Just because he was on the floor training and working out, he still was rehabbing. So you got two injuries there. That he has to come back from it. And, and if he's able to come back, he's going to be deadly. There's no doubt. Like I said, I, I think it makes them interesting. And that's what I wonder now. What do they do if you're the Warriors? Do you look at your roster, which for the most part, it is a younger group. And do you take this team and then say, okay, Clay's back and we like the way he looks. We have Steph. Go ahead. I just want to chime in here because I just looked it up and yeah. I, I forgot. So he tore it with the ACL and the left knee. Left knee. Left knee. Yeah. Okay. 
right leg Achilles. Yeah, yeah. yeah so so the compensation. think about that. That's that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So like, yeah, you're doing a lot of rehab on one leg, then you injure the other. Yeah. But like, how does your body even that out? Like that. That's a that's a major thing. Well, he'll have to figure that part out. Yes. Obviously, he has to find that balance in his game, well, he, and maybe it does affect him defensively. Very obvious here. <laughs> well, he has to figure that out. Of course. Well, of course want, what does. did you want me to say? You're right, Nothing. Jay. I didn't say it. Keith said it. I didn't say anything. I'm listening to you. You didn't get any sleep, I could tell. <laughs> I Really, I'm good. <laughs> I'm like an energizer bunny, man. Oh, yeah, because your team did get the win. Yes, I just want to know correct. what they end up doing, because if you take some pieces off that team and try to trade it for another vet and find your what, what, you know, well, this a, version of Iguodala can, or can somebody like that. Bradley Beal helped him? Oh, yeah. Well, he and Clay yeah. are the same position though right? I, mean, I mean clay's a way better defender and clay's taller you need a wouldn't you say you'd need that a wing like a wing I mean, that's what be, they were trying to search for with kelly Oubre and andrew wiggins that's what that's why i said it may not be it, a bad, they weren't the guy though but wiggins playing if he plays this way down the stretch as a third cool, piece man. he's okay as a third piece i like him that's what i, I said I before why he's everybody's okay all piece. down on him like that though i like him i've always liked him okay i don't know if he's that guy though to win a championship. Is Let me he ask that you, guy you that, that is willing guys. to take that. Again, not getting shots can affect some guys. Not getting enough shots can definitely affect the guy and, well, he and how he plays. Shots now no, he is. No, but he's, he's, he's <laughs> Let's ask court. this question. I mean, does, does Steph Curry stay in Golden State for the Absolutely. rest of his career? Yeah, Absolutely. I think he does. You think it, yeah. that's a Duh. lock? Yes, yeah. yeah. Don't okay. you? You, you yeah, really think done. he would leave? I, I just don't know anymore with the way guys see the league. I, I mean, I would think so, but I'm not sure. Think about it, though. Think about it. Only reason why D Wade left Miami is because Miami didn't want to do right at that moment in time, yeah. so he left. Other than that, who's like really leaving? That's a main staple of an organization that like already that. won one chip championship. Yeah, you've yeah already nobody's got it in your leaving. But LeBron, that's that totally, was, yeah, it was a totally different. Big, bit of a different story. And we got to go to the break, so I don't want to carry it. Keyshawn over. J. Will Zubin coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier Seventeen, brought to you by Chase. So why does one? Major League Baseball manager care more about unwritten rules than actual written rules of the game. This is a hot topic, and that is next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Coming up tomorrow on KJZ, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver on the play-in tournament and the state of the NBA as we head into the playoffs. Adam Silver with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow morning at 9.15 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. The great Michael Kay with the call on the S Network, Corey Kluber. That is the sixth no-hitter of the season. It's in back-to-back days, by the way, as well. Now, he allowed just one walk. It would have been a perfect game if not for the walk, but his first career no-hitter. It's the Yankees' first since David Cohen had a perfect game in 1999. So it's been a long time for the Yankees, but not for baseball. 24 hours before that, Spencer Turnbull, the Tigers threw a no-hitter. And it's the first time, guys, in Major League history that there's been six no-hitters before June. When the Major League record for a season is seven in the modern era and eight overall. So the question that's being asked now, and we're hearing a lot of the experts saying it, is this bad for baseball? Think about it. I mean, it's like it's the first time that three teams have been no-hit twice in the same season, the Mariners, the Rangers, and the, and the Cleveland Indians. How about Clayton Kershaw, a pitcher? And what his take is on these no-hitters? Well, it's not good. Um, I'll tell you that. I think uh, whatever the intention was with the new ball or whatever it may be, it's it really hasn't done anything. No-hitters are cool. And, no, like, you know, I, I have all the respects in the world for Corey Kluber and Bum and all those guys that have thrown no-hitters. Um, but to have one happen every night, it seems like, is, not, is probably not good for the game. So how about a pitcher, a great pitcher in that, in Clayton Kershaw, thinking that no-hitters are actually not good for the game because there's been an abundance of them already? Well, I think you, you talk about the seams on the ball. One minute they're flat, then you raise them, so it changes the whole outlet of, of the baseball. On top of that, them damn teams you name, they need to work on their damn hitting. How are you going to keep getting fanned the way they're getting fanned? And Seattle's supposed to be a good team this right? year. Right? I mean, like, work Let's on point your out, too, it's, it's actually it, it, seven if you count. As I mentioned earlier, Madison Bumgarner had that one, that seven inning one, inning, in the yeah, double, that they inning. don't count officially, but really should be. Is it bad for baseball if it's attracting more attention to baseball? Is it, though? Well, I mean, for casual fans that don't, you're like, oh, there's so well, many not, no-hitters, right? Like, if you're just kind of chiming in, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but it's not special anymore. I know, but right? I'm saying the controversy of it all makes it intriguing to me. Like, once again, like, on, on why you would pay attention to certain things if you're not, like, a guy who pays attention to baseball every single night. I, I don't know. I For me... It, I'm with Clayton, though. It kind of cheapens it. It cheapens it because there's nothing special about a no-hitter anymore. I, in respect to all those guys that, used that to do be it a moment. because it's yeah. really hard to do a lot of things in professional sports. Now it's like, oh, I think I'm going to go get me a no-hitter tonight. But that's, like about, it's, but that's it, about to change. Like same thing you know? with football. Same, like, right, you're adding another game. A lot of records are going to be broken. A lot of people are going to complain about it. Well, you have right now is obviously a difference in approach when different. it comes to hitting because it's all home runs. Strikeouts are okay. It's not about putting the ball in play anymore. So that's why you're having all these guys. They'll get to the seventh, eighth night. Sometimes you get to that point and you're like, all right, he's you know six outs away and you know some dribbler goes through and it's a you know that that breaks it up. 
That hasn't happened yet. No. Because no one's hitting for contact anymore. Or a comeback to the mound. It bounces off his knee, and they say, well, what are we going to score? Is it an E or is it – you know, a hit. That's true. It's nothing. It's like I said, I'm walking out there, Jay, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, I think I'm going to go get me a no-hitter. Yeah, it, it is. It's, you know, it's easy. Easier. Now, here's another part. Here's another story in baseball that, that I feel like we could definitely dive deeper in because it goes beyond baseball. But it's, of course, going on with Tony La Russa and the White Sox. Now, again, we mentioned uh, that Yerman Mercedes, remember he had yep. the home run. They're up 15-4. to four. They bring in a, a, a lollipop, a, a position yep. A player yep. to pitch because they don't want to waste their bullpen. You're getting smoked. Let's just end this game. Yeah, you're throwing lollipops and, and up. Larus is telling him, right? He's throwing like 45 mile an hour yeah. fastballs. Larus is saying, just take it's 3 0, take, take, take. And Mercedes like, the hell with that? I'm, I'm going yard. Go here. yard. That's what I'm paid and to so do. He right. belts one, and then the next day they throw at Mercedes. And Larusa, instead of saying that was wrong, says, not nah, that nah, he should have known that's coming. Well, was, of course. So it was acceptable. Well. And it really has turned into now an argument that goes beyond anything like just what throwing at the batter. It goes now beyond the whole unwritten rules thing. So here's Buster only. We were talking to him yesterday telling us how La Russa is absolutely wrong in this. You think about what the old school hill that Tony LaRusso is standing on. It's okay to quit in the middle of a baseball game and put a position player on the mound lobbing 47 mile per hour fastballs. That's okay. And according to the old school, if the other team swings and counts in which you don't want, it's also okay to throw 90 plus mile an hour fastballs at opposing hitters. That's really stupid. And the current generation of players has figured that out. You're hearing that more and more. When Tony took over as manager of the White Sox, the outset of spring training after being away from that job for about a decade, he said, you know what? I'm going to go talk to my players. I'm going to learn from them. I think that's what he needs to do now. Go talk to Tim Anderson, your shortstop, who's one of the smartest people in the game, who reflects the current thinking about how the sport is evolving. I think that's going to be really important for Tony as he moves forward. Now think about it. He said there's no issues in the the clubhouse at all with his players, despite the fact that he said that basically that that Mercedes deserved getting hit uh, for for doing that. Lance Lynn, Uh. one of his pitchers, he said, there are no rules, especially when a position player is in there. And he said, quote, the more I play this game, the more these unwritten rules have gone away. And LaRusse's response was, Lance has a locker. I have an office. And I don't agree. Marcus Stroman of the Mets, he agreed with Lance Lynn. And he just basically said that LaRusse was stuck in the past and that life is about adapting and moving forward. I, I love Major League Baseball since I was a kid. Yeah. And I love it, but I also hate it because of people like Tony LaRusse. Like when you that old school mentality, yeah. Like, come on, man, stop! Like you, you know, like stop. This is not 1972. Have you have you experienced stop. something like this where a coach is like, all right, Keith, like we're winning by a lot, dial it down. We don't need. Yeah, to when do I it when I was in college, my coach Robinson, John Robinson, uh, who's my head coach, we're playing Texas Tech in the Rose Bowl, in the Cotton Bowl, and I needed. We, they they were blitzing eight, they were coming, and we're running the ball. We're beating the crap out of them. Game's over. Mm-hmm. So they blitz, 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 but we needed a first down. And we only needed like three or four yards to go. They threw me like a little slant. I went 70, easy. <laughs> and I could have just slid. He told me, he said, slide down, you know. And I went 70. I'm like, I got the ball in my hand. I'm not. And they're bringing, they're bringing the house. Damn these people. You know, and so I go to the house, and then – the next time we got the ball, he takes me out because I'm one one shy of the record, of Johnny Martin's record, but he didn't want to give it one to me. One touchdown? No, uh, one catch. One catch. He didn't okay. want to give me the catch because he knew that what I did the last time, I was probably going to do it again. <laughs> and, and I get that. I understand. Can we, can we, are, are, we, are we just going to move past about, do we have any integrity in sports, though? 
Like, are, are we are we just getting to it's all about having fun all the time and just let people do their thing? Like, hey, let's just beat him by a hundred. Like, is there no like, hey, let's try to be somewhat respectable if you know you have to see an opponent down the line? It's but professional you, sports, Jay. Well, I, I have no remorse for answer, dudes that's allowed. I, 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 you I, I, you paid I'm to not, stop I, me. I, 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 I'm not backing Tony LaRusso here. I'm not at all. I'm I just saying you're bringing there's up certain aspects of things where you're like, okay, sportsmanship oh, to a degree, but it's professional. All right, that's fine. You're getting paid. You're getting paid. That's fine, but you have to stop me. You get to see me eventually. Okay, importantly though, we're gonna battle back. So I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Like as it relates to like who's number one in the American League right now? Who's who's the, the number White one? Sox? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. All right. So like all this stuff that's what I'm saying like we're we're talking about it. It's fine because people are hating on, but they're playing the best baseball there is in the league. Yeah, right they, no, they're, we knew they'd be very good. But but let, let me just point this out. This is a sport. Baseball is a sport yes. where the numbers are everything. Your statistics. Yes. If I, if I if I hit and arbitration decides based decides on statistics everything. how much money you yes. make, and you're telling me that now I have to take pitches and I can't swing because well we're blowing them out and they brought in a position pitcher to save their bullpen. That one. Well, extra, that's your problem because that, now I'm going to get some hits which are going to go on my permanent record. Yes. Which when we go to arbitration, yep. I can make some money. Okay. So if we're at why the end am the game, I laying down so, for you because you suck? So if we're at the end of the game and we're up thirty points in a basketball game and there's. You know, 10 seconds left on the game. Like, there wasn't I'm just 10 go- seconds left in this game, though. Okay, I'm just giving you examples. So, you guys are just, so anytime you want to do that, just go do that every time. Man, it's not my job on the to last stop to myself from scoring, Jay. It's, not. it's your job to stop me. You're a professional. We're not dealing with little Johnny flag football and little AAU basketball. Correct. This is grown men making millions of dollars to play a game. You don't get caught up in... And, and on top of that, in baseball, so that you know, had they not did that, what if they, all of a sudden they come back from behind? Because that's happened in baseball many times, where they it shut does. it down, and in football as well, where all of a sudden, and in basketball, you start to shut it down. We get ready to empty the bitch. We get ready to let all these other dudes play because we got the game locked up, no big deal. We're going we're gonna to surrender to them. And all of a sudden, you look up. In the gap is closed. All I'm saying is, I, I hear what you guys are saying. You guys do your thing. Like I just operate my team with having class and like being like, all right, that's that's fine. That's your opinion, Key. Oh, that's your opinion. It's not that's not fine. Having it, class. It doesn't mean that you're right because that's your opinion. That doesn't mean that you're right. It's your opinion. It's not a fact. So I'm just saying I would have a little bit more sportsmanship in the way I would operate my team. That's all. I'm glad you ain't my coach. I'm glad I wouldn't be your coach. We were bunt heads. You know that hard. Oh God, you kill me with that. Sportsmanship what? Stuff. These grown men stopped me. You shouldn't have gave me the 15 points to begin with. Uh, you, 15 runs or whatever it was to begin with. It's just that point. I, I, again, you, you can argue about that stuff, well, how late in the game, whatever. I'm just saying it's a sport that's driven by stats. Yes. And I you're understand asking that. me now to change my approach. No, I'm not. And, and now I'm giving up a chance to add a home run or add a hit to my, to my offense. But, but, because you and, decide to bring a guy yeah, who plays third base to, to suddenly of, start pitching, and we're well, all going like to laugh co- about like it. NBA coach saying, like, hey, I want you to run, like, uh, four corners in this last it would only three be minutes like, of a game, but, but three, Jay, four no, minutes of no, a game. It's and not I, like that because it would be like I brought in the ball boy to play defense because I want to protect my players, so I'm going to have the ball boy play. If you're taking a guy who's not naturally a pitcher, and you're asking yes. him to pitch because I don't want to use my arms. Because I don't want to use the arms. So you, you guys now have to lay out. You guys now have to sit there and just take pitches and don't do anything. Don't, don't show me up because I'm bringing a guy in just to get through the game. And on top of that, it goes even deeper than that, Jay. Baseball and these unwritten rules. Tatis stay getting 
uh, criticized oh, I'm for, into, oh, I'm not going into for how he approaches the game, whether it's I'm, I'm going to run around the bases. That's when you know, don't label me as this guy who's like trying to say like I'm all about the unwritten rules because I'm not. No, you're making the argument. Like I'm not. Like I'm not one of those guys. I know, but you're about to turn the conversation. Hey guys, by the way, we have some breaking news. What happened? We have some breaking news. Speaking of somebody playing out of position, what happened? And this is legit. Adam Schefter reporting just now. What? Tim Tebow has signed a contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And kids leaving the show. It has happened. He will be on the field today Uh-oh. for the team's off-season program. Good for you, Tim. As he sets out to compete for a roster spot at tight end. Good for you, Tim. Again, that is Adam Schefter. Oh, please call into the show because I know people are going to be so angry about I'm this. I'm sure we will effort getting Shefty on to uh, discuss this. He has left is. the show. Yeah, he, he has legit got literally up and walked out, unplugged everybody. his mic. Yeah, he and is not here. Off the set, <laughs> just to let people know where Key's Key's mind went. Well, I mean, are we surprised by this? No, we knew this was coming. We've said, this, man, this really shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. But it's official now, and as Key. Now, promised, if you're telling me Tim Tebow is going to be a starter, then I'm then we gonna have problems with that. Well, that's yeah. That, but that's, being a guy that kind of. Locker room guy, last guy, one of the last guys on the roster. I'm okay with that. I don't know why everybody gets so angry about that. He is signed. He is coming back now. Slowly, he has a slow pace. Well, I really wanted to get your reaction, but we already did. (laughs) But, Key, you're not surprised by this. We knew this was coming. He called it. Key's the one that said he would get signed. So I don't know why he's angry about it now. I'm not angry. I'm just. Disappointed, interested to know why, why? Because he can't. This is Urban not, Meyer told us why. This can. is this yeah. is this is not Calvin Benjamin that the Giants two that hadn't played in the league for two to three years, but also played a position that's very similar to a wide receiver. Right. I mean, uh, it's very similar to a tight end. He has the size. He's tall. He's wide. Oh, it's so I understand why Dave Gettleman is looking at that and saying, oh, okay, he could. Yeah, let's see what he can do. But yeah. I don't understand. I just. It's early. I get it. Doesn't mean he's going to last till August. No, who knows? But, but he has signed. I just, it's all Adam about Schefter who you just know reporting minutes ago. I, I just Tim Tebow has signed a contract know, with Jacksonville. Oh, will be on the field with them for their workouts. Sean Payton, come sign today. me, man. I'll get into shape. I promise you. I can come play with my nephew. <laughs> just please, I can run stick routes still and hitches, back shoulder phase, old oh, man, man routes, old so man much routes, more, much more on this throughout the morning. I for sure can. But right now, let's get to Sports Center. Wow, that is the news right there. James, two defenders on him to Caldwell Pope inside. He's tied up by Green. Throws it back up top. James puts up the three. Oh, it's gone! LeBron James from downtown as the shot clock expires. A desperation heave, and the Lakers are up three. And it would stay up three as the Lakers knock off the Warriors 103-100. The call there by the great Mike Breen on ESPN. The Lakers secure their spot in the postseason. They will face the two-seeded Suns, and LeBron and the Lakers are favored to win that series. LeBron hit a 34-footer at to beat the shot clock with 58.2 seconds remaining to break a tie at 100. 
programming note, Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, will be a guest on the show tomorrow, 9.15 a.m. Eastern, and you know he's got to love what he's seeing in the play-in tournament. As we were talking about, another no-hitter in baseball, this time Corey Kluber of the Yankees no-hits the Rangers in a 2-0 win. It's a day after Spencer Turnbull no-hit the Mariners. It's his first, it's Kluber's first career no-hitter, and the first for the Yankees since David Cohn had a perfect game in 1999. More importantly, it's the sixth no-hitter of 2021. That's the most ever before June in a single season in Major League Baseball history, passing the previous record of five in 1917. Sports Center, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. So, another sport going on. we got a lot happening right now. The 103rd PJ Championship beginning today at Kiowa Island Ocean Course. Started uh, minutes ago. Evan, I know you love golf. What's the update right now on the leaderboard? Big golf guy. There are uh, nine players on the course. Uh, Most of them are at even par. Uh, The first guy out on the course, this is for Key, is Patrick Rada. He's at one over uh, Key. He's a uh, club professional because it's the PGA uh, Championship, so Uh they have club professionals. He is a friend of Bill Parcells, your guy. Look at that. Look at that tie-in, Evan. Well done. Well done. Is he also a fan of the Jets? <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah. We don't, don't know think, that. I don't think Evan heard me. Did he hear me? Uh, he no. heard you. The, he heard you, but we do have Michael Collins waiting to talk oh. to us about that. I don't think Michael Collins cares about whether or not he is a Jets fan, but he does care about what's happening at the PGA. Michael, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm excited about this week. And as soon as the week's over, then I got to get to Jacksonville because I signed with the Jags, too. (laughs) (laughs) What you going to play, fullback? You the fullback or the center? MC, you a fool, man. I can't. I'm going to get you a quarter of a yard. A quarter of a yard. (laughs) One time, one play. But sign me. I'll sell some tickets and stuff. It'll be fun. Sometimes that's all you need is that quarter of a yard, right? Rory McIlroy. Every now and then, how bad do you want that first down? <laughs> so Rory McIlroy won two weeks ago in Charlotte, won the PGA the last time it was on this course. So his confidence level for this one has got to be feeling. He's got to be feeling good about his game right now. Yeah, he's feeling real good about his game. Look, the course is different than when they played here that long in 2012. That what nine years ago or eight nine years ago, and Rory's different too. That was chubby Rory. This is fit Rory, who's now a dad and married. But that being said, the Rory McIlroy that's here after winning at Charlotte, you know, and kind of getting over that hump, this is the second major of the year. Rory doesn't have the same demons at the PGA Championship that he did at the Masters. So this Rory McIlroy with confidence playing here and the wind is supposed to be light, he's going to be hard to beat this week. He's going to be really hard to beat. And he's my pick on ESPN.com. I I said, I, I think... This is another one he can win again, and it'll be his third PGA championship and put him in some elite company. Michael, just like McElroy, Jordan Spieth is having somewhat of a renaissance this season. Uh, how, what are his chances do you have him see like to complete the Grand Slam this weekend? Yeah, see, we talk about things that golfers don't necessarily like thinking about coming into the week. Jordan Spieth not even thinking about the fact that if he won the PGA championship, it would give him the Grand Slam. But I can tell you this. He's one of those guys who loves playing and win. This is a Texas kid who went to the University of Texas and was born and raised in Texas. If the wind is light, he's not going to be able to create the shots that he would expect that he would have to create around a place like this. That being said, 
Jordan Spieth also very confident in his short game. And that's going to be the key around here when you miss greens. But also with Jordan Spieth, if he gets into contention going into Saturday and Sunday, then he's not going to be able to help but start thinking about, oh, you know what this means. Career Grand Slam, put my name in there with a whole bunch of people. Like, there's only, it would, he'd be the fifth guy to do it or sixth guy to do it. And so putting his name into that ether of spectacular golfers and the few that have have finished the career Grand Slam, that kind of pressure I think is going to be a little bit difficult for Jordan to handle, even Jordan Spieth. And even though everyone says, well, Jordan's back. Michael, I'm not going to botch the name like my co-host, Alan. How so dare you? I'm just going to say we saw Colin. You can fill in the Colin blank Morikawa. with his, You can fill in the blank with his last name for me. Break out uh, the PGA last year at the Harding Park in San Francisco. Which young star this weekend could do the same? Oh, man, that's a good question. A young star who could do that this weekend. I, I think if there was one guy – who might be ready to break out like that. It might be Colin, or I, you got me saying Colin Morikawa now too, only because I played a couple holes with him a month ago. I don't think he'll repeat, but I, Victor Hovland is the guy that everybody's been talking about, that if he was going to, if some young star was going to bust out, it, it would be a guy like him. But I'm going to let you in on something. There's a guy hitting right here behind me. Not a young guy, and it wouldn't be his first major. But Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Swartzel. Those two South Africans, remember, they got into a playoff in New Orleans as a, as a team. Charles Swartzel has been trending in the right direction, and same with Louis Eustazen. They've been playing some really good golf. And watching these guys on the range and go through practice this week and how much fun they're having at a place like this that is very stressful, those are some dangerous individuals to have on the golf course when they're having a good time. So I would say it might not be one of the young studs. You know, the, the other guy... Garrick Higo, right? You go, who? This guy's 21 years old and has had two wins in his last six starts and has three wins total on the European tour. But he hasn't played a bunch over here in the United States professionally. That's another name you might want to look out for. I'll have to try to learn how to pronounce it as well. Michael Collins going with the golf voice when he's talking about golfers swinging behind him. Yeah, I saw him turn around. Which and I thought it, that, yeah, you the, the brought your voice, voice dropped. Down. Yeah, and just, and then it came back up. See how that happens? Yeah, I like that. Right, now. right. as soon as I see the camera and don't see the golfers, I can talk normal. But I turn around and see the golfers, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. My boys are right back there. I got to be good. And this is a major championship. He's trying to hit the soft fade here off the tee. Who are you teasing? Perfect golf swing. Look at the balance. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I can do the golf thing, too. That is tremendous. <laughs> like jazz radio. Can Thanks we... for watching golf on <laughs> Jazz Light Hits. 93 point. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Actually, that's tremendous. Uh, I know what you're doing, though. Now you're just trying to let everybody know. See, I could do that if I you want to put me out yeah. on the course. Put him on. Do these stand-ups. Put him on. I don't never want to be out of work. <laughs> I'll never want to be out of work. That's the key. All right, so, uh, Michael, we're going to give you some of Key's money. You had to put it all on one golfer. Who is it going to be? Rory. Yeah. Wow. If I have to put everything on one guy, I'm going to put it on Rory McIlroy. If I get to split it up just a little bit and put it on three guys, I'm going to put most of the money on Rory. I'm going to put some money on Patrick Reed, and then I'm going to throw a little bit of money on the long shot, Charles Schwartzel. That's where I'm going to spread the money out. But one guy, I'm not betting against Rory. Not this week, not at this place, not the way he's been playing, not mentally where he is. It's just 
I don't care that he's the favorite. Yep, cool. That's a win's a win. You know, if I put down a dollar and get two back, I still won. <laughs> All right, so before we let you go, we'll let you one more time give us a little golf talk, a little golf broadcasting of whatever's happening behind you. It'll be so good. Here at the PGA Championship, on the driving range as the first round starts, you can almost feel the tension, which is why we enjoy the light hits and of course, I say that, and Martin Keimer is sweeping off the driving range with his foot. Martin, what are you doing? That's why your caddy wears the shoes without the spikes. You're just tearing things up there. Don't, don't do that. You're a professional. And right next here to Louis Oosthuizen is Keegan Bradley, one yeah, of my favorite giving... guys in the whole world. Why? Keegan Bradley has Jordans that nobody else has. His Jordans are one-offs. So all the other Jordans that you see out here, golf shoes-wise, Keegan Bradley got the only ones that are one-offs. Yeah, I'm hating because me and Keegan, we don't have the same size feet. Back with more smooth-talking golf on Jazz 103. <laughs> yeah, you are definitely golf turning it into a little golf, a little uh, on Kiss After Dark. <laughs> light music, jazz. tremendous. Michael. Appreciate Taking you as always, you my man. Through the first round, <laughs> nice and easy. All right, Uncle Phil. Smooth hits on the golf course. <laughs> Michael Collins, ESPN golf analyst and uh, host of America's Caddy on ESPN Plus on the Goodyear Hotline. Thank you, Michael. All right, Mike. All right, Mike. Speaking of ESPN Plus, right, we give y'all. you. Y'all have a great day. You all too, the best. brother. We give you live daily coverage of the PGA Championship from the Ocean Course at Kiowa Island, and it's live right now. Stream the exclusive main feed each morning. Featured groups every day and more. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com slash golf. So, the news. Adam Schefter, Tim Tebow, officially signing with the Jags. Way more to discuss on that after Jay has this from Indeed. Need to hire people fast? Indeed can help you beat the clock with powerful hiring tools like Instant Match. Just sponsor a job, and Indeed will send you a list of resumes from Indeed's database on the spot. They also have 135 skills tests for things like computer proficiency or customer service talent so you can find the right candidates faster. Did you know 10 hires are made every minute on Indeed? Just goes to show you that when you need people for work, Indeed works. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Who would have thought that we'd be discussing Tim Tebow in the NFL over 3,000 days since he last played in an NFL game? There are guys on this roster that have played the position for five or more years in this league. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. the question and it's been the question and now it's a question that even jacksonville has to answer officially Keyshawn j will zubin presented by progressive insurance all guests join us on the goodyear hotline alan Hahn in for zubin and about 20 minutes ago adam schefter made it official on twitter tim tebow signed his contract this morning with the jacksonville jaguars that's per source Shefty says he will be on the field today for the team's off-season program as he sets out to compete for a roster spot at tight end so that's key, though, at the end there. Sets out to compete for a roster spot. So the, despite signing a contract, clearly nothing guaranteed, nothing given. No. He's competing now for a roster spot. But they've made it official what we expected. Yeah, no. It, it, in, he's only he signed. The season doesn't start until September. Yeah. He goes to the offseason. He gets in the shape, football acclimated things. He learns the position. He's sitting in the room. He goes to training camp. He learns the position. He's sitting in a room. They cut him, bring him back on the practice squad and tell him, tell everybody that he is learning the position. We're going to give him an opportunity, a chance. He's on our practice squad. We need a body. That's basically where this is going. It, it, he just wants to stay an athlete. And he'll take I don't it, know at what, this point, I don't he'll know, take any job. I don't know what the hell he wants to do. I don't well, know. Clearly, he wants to stay an athlete. His baseball career is at I just don't know. See, I think in this situation, a lot of people, Alan, don't can't really grasp how it affects other things within Jacksonville's organization from whether it's front office people to the locker room who disagree to disagree. And they disagree because there's so many other players that have tried to play in the NFL within the last two seasons. Let's use it And here. You at, at that position right and here you are signing a guy whether you keep him or not you're still giving him an opportunity in the offseason to show you what he could or could not do when there's other guys that are out there that have been cut by teams or not even picked up by teams right there's guys that after the draft are still waiting to be signed by NFL teams just to get into camp and show if they belong. That were major 
college football players for their universities at that position. I don't have the list in front of me, but I bet you whatever amount you want to bet that there are guys at the tight end position that were good in college that are looking to get signed to show that they belong. Urban Meyer said that he had nothing to do with it, that he had his coaching, his coaches and everything else that he they wanted to work out. Okay, we'll give you a workout. I wasn't there. He really? said the first time that the coaches there. came to him and said, oh, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. You know, they want to see more. So they see more and they, they made this decision. All right, let's bring him in. Now, of course, it remains that question because has he ever played tight end before? Has he ever tried to? Greg McElroy, our ESPN football analyst, last week on ESPNU Radio on Sirius XM, when he was teammates with Tim Tebow with the Jets, he tells a story about how the Jets it did try him at tight end. Everyone says, oh, well, now he's finally doing what he should have done 10 years ago by switching to tight end. Y'all, we were with him in the Jets. <sighs> We we're like I played with the, they tried to switch him to tight end and he wasn't good. Like that's what people don't acknowledge. They're like, oh, well, they just use him as a Taysom Hill player. Tim ran a four eight. Taysom Hill runs a four four. I mean, it, they're just two totally different players. I mean, Tim is a good dude, and I, I hope the best for him. But it's laughing. It's a sideshow, and, and, and it's and that's what it will be come training camp time. And I think it kind of undercuts and undermines a little bit of what Urban Meyer is trying to build. That's what you were just saying, Key. That, that it could it could affect what's you know I, I want to say culture, but it could have an impact on no, the room. It's going to have because guys are wondering like, what are we doing if we're bringing this guy in? It, it's going to have an effect on the way people view what Urban Meyer is doing. And Greg McElroy, you know, and I know Greg McElroy is probably his. Social media is probably going to go crazy now that people heard it. his sound. He's telling the truth, man. Well, he just told a, a sto- first-person account of, exactly. yeah, we did try him, and he was terrible. I, don't, I wasn't on the team. I wasn't there. But I got eyes. He was bad, man. He's bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I get it. I understand the love of Fest for Tim. He's a great individual. Oh, I get all of that. He's yeah, that's not, a shame here. Is it's not, we're like really not, hating on a person, and it's he's not more the good. decision. Yeah, he's not good at the sport. At he's just not good. Right. It's not. It's he's not a bust and all that. Cra- he's just not good. He's not made for it, and it's okay. It's fine. It's acceptable. But what happens in this situation? Again, I say it. There's others out there that are still freshly removed from college that can play the position. Yeah, you're saying this is more about taking away if from. You, uh, from somebody else's opportunity. Look at the Giants, what they did. They went and got Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah. Kelvin Benjamin just left the NFL two years ago at the receiver position. He beefed up. They said, oh, we can put the hand in the ground. Let's see what he can do. But he just left playing receiver two years ago. Receiver. It's, yeah, the, yeah, the you last, can play the, the tight end. The last snap in. that Tim, Tim, Tim Tebow was taking. Eight years ago. Eight years ago. So there's much more, obviously, My to talk about My son wasn't even born yet. <laughs> and your biggest concern about the Brooklyn Nets as well. KJZ, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. 
Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.